Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. It's an interesting story, kind of getting into one tonight, going into detail about Prince Harry and Meghan Mergle story. I think that probably in the last few years we've all been following it. And on this episode, I'm kind of getting into the details of it, why I think it's gone so sideways, and talking about the quote unquote catastrophic car chase. So let's get into it. I think you within the United States, I know that there's always going to be this kind of obsession with the royals. Potentially, it's the entertainment value. We look at how princesses and princesses have always been a part of, of history, you know, and that kind of transcends. I mean, if anybody goes to London or anybody goes to any city, I think like you, New York, there's certain like similarities between them. And I think that probably transmits in a lot of different ways culturally. But this one is really kind of different. And I think the ultimate story is can a royal live as a normal human being. I think that's really what Prince Harry is is kind of going for with this lifestyle in LA. And I think that probably the things he's done to create some type of wealth has probably created a lot more problems than what we're seeing now. So let's go ahead and break it down. So I think going back to the original conversation that Prince Harry and Meghan Mergle had with... um, Oprah kind of getting into details why they left, the issues of, of, of racism within the family determining the color of the child, the issues with, with the press corps, things like that. I think it's really kind of created this situation where they thought it was best for them to leave, to move to L.A. And I think during that moment, whenever they left, one of the things that came out was the simple fact they didn't have access to royal funds. You know, this is a hundred million bond that potentially can provide them money and wealth that they can live with, but another aspect of that that was taking away is actually security detail. And security detail is something that's really, really important. And just to put it kind of in context, you know, the Secret Service in the United States guards all presidents and vice presidents, including their children. So even if we think of, like, Donald Trump's son, um, he's actually in school right now, and he has a, you know, secret security... Secret Service security detail on them at all times. So the security detail is really an important aspect of the protection against the public. And when they forfeited that, I think it probably created a situation where they had to potentially pay for private security. And I think in a lot of ways, that's probably what's created this situation of the of the question, can a royal live normal and, and kind of have a normal lifestyle? Well, I mean, I think if we understand... Prince Harry as as someone who lived a life, it it's always seems like he's been a little bit, you know, the one who kind of beats to his own drum. You know, when he, when they talk about this book, um, when we look at the book Spare, I think it really shows like this transition where Prince Harry's really trying to make money off his likeness because, you know, he had to find a way to potentially generate wealth you know generate wealth so he could take care of his family and potentially pay for these security details 
And you think about how would, would he make money, and he ushered in this book deal that kind of created a situation where he made him very, very profitable. I mean, if we even break down the numbers, what's crazy is it sold 3.2 million copies in the first week, right? Which is insane. I mean, that's lights out. It's continuously sold. This is going back to January 19th. And if we look at it, you know, to put it into the context, you know, you know, Spare was sold about 400,000 copies within the UK. And to put it into context, you know, the Guinness Book Records confirmed that 1.4 million figure um, of Spare was the fastest selling nonfiction book of all time. It could go down as the as the highest selling um, biography ever in history to this point. So what does that tell us? You know, it's like, can a royal live normal? And I really think the question is that is no. Because whenever you're using the likeness in the royal family to generate wealth, I think it probably stems from a lot of problems. And a lot of people are saying, I have not read the spare book. Um, I'm really not a royal royalist that much. I do follow it because it is pretty interesting to see what's happening as as through through their family. But I think probably one of the biggest issues in my opinion, and this is just my take on it, is you leave the royal family, um, and I think a big part of it was the situation where, um, and, and this kind of conferred in the book with Prince Harry, he's kind of living out a lot of trauma from his mother being killed by the paparazzi, which is rightly so. I couldn't imagine dealing with that, and it seems like the royal family is quite cold. So, you know, maybe he wasn't getting the nourishment of love that he needed. It's like his his dad took him to meet Nelson Mandela and take pictures with the Spice Girls. I mean, I don't really know like that is a process of really helping with grieving. And he talks about it in the book, but you really see the aspect of how he's processing his trauma because between the time his mother passed away and when he went to the army, he have kind of created this fairy tale where his mother actually faked her death from the press um and eventually she was going to reveal herself and it's like when you hear that you're like wow man it's like you know i dealing with trauma of a young age of that magnitude and you know thinking that the press was responsible for princess diana's death i I can't imagine what that would do and you know it's almost like we kind of see this weird situation now where it's going full circle where he's kind of drumming i mean he's drumming up a lot of press for himself you know he's these media tours number one sales and then we look at kind of this netflix documentary and that he put out and you know potentially having a podcast too with his wife and and it's and it's creating a situation where it's it's drumming it up it's creating more press around him and i know his intention wasn't to do it but whenever you have the fastest selling book in history you know, that's a nonfiction, it's pretty insane. And I think that's probably what's generating a lot of, of, of what's happening. And I really want to put this in a context. If we look at the Google trends of today, and sometimes we look at Google trends to determine obviously what's trending. Number one in the United States is Princess Harry and the near catacomb the the paparazzi issue. That's number one. Okay. When we look at it within the UK, we can see that it's number three. So it's not the number one search thing. So we know that there's there's this difference in opinion, and I think it shows that obviously 
both countries care about it, but the United States is very invested in it because it's almost like a real drama is playing out in front of the American people. It's like whenever you look at the coronation, if you have TikTok and you watched it and you're a part of it, the algorithms were drumming up so many conspiracy theories, talking about what's going on, breaking down the simple fact that, you know, Prince Harry didn't even have a seat at the coronation. He left the same day, flew back on a plane, didn't change his outfit. Having all these things, you know, Megan didn't even go to the coronation, which a lot of people thought was kind of a negative thing. And the reason stating it was her child child's birthday. Um, I think that there's a lot of stuff there that it just, whenever you look at it and you put the family under a lens, and in this book, there's graphic stories and, and really a lot of details that, that I think are creating a stronger media cloud around Prince Harry. I think the media cloud is way stronger in my opinion, than if you would have stayed with the family. I know it wouldn't may have been the best decision in terms of, 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 of maybe their family maybe leaving was the best decision, but had he stayed in the family, you know, he probably wouldn't have so much surrounding him. You know, I think it's like you look at the coronation and the first thing you think is, what's Prince? where's Prince Harry sitting? You know, and that's, that's a standpoint of almost making this tabloid type mentality of not even really trying to understand the situation but using it for a means of entertainment and i think whenever you use your likeness for entertainment it kind of opens up a pandora's box where people think and do things that are a little bit crazy and and you know whenever you look at this situation happening with the paparazzi it's one of these these crazy situations where everyone reading it has the thought and the situation where we've seen this before with Princess Diana. I mean, I remember as a kid when it happened. And 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 it was something that was really crazy to see on the TV. And I, I, I couldn't even understand at the time who the paparazzi even was. And it took time to someone to like to explain it to me. But you know, from that moment I was like, wow, the paparazzi is really dangerous and they're always trying to get these stories. And that's me growing up as a kid in Arkansas with no contest at all of what it would like to be a royal, but Whenever you look at this incident that happened in New York, in my ultimate opinion, you know, it's 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 a royal trying to live normal and being in New York and living this lifestyle where you have put your apartment that you live at now on Netflix, people kind of see it and you're going there and it's creating this fanfare as this book has created so much buzz that the paparazzi wants to get those pictures also, too, about what the TikTok algorithm is doing, in my opinion, drums up a lot of this stuff as well. But what they're saying is it was a two-hour relentless pursuit. We had situations where they were changing cars, they hopped into a random taxi, they got back into the SUV, um, and, and the NYPD was trying to help with the situation, and thank God nobody got injured, and they eventually made it to where they needed to be, but it kind of grows the the question the concern you know do they have enough security to maintain their safety and i think you know as a result of this book you know this could be a transition point for them that that is creating more fanfare and that media cloud is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and in a weird way it's like the media cloud that followed diana was so big because you think about all of the drama you know about how she 
So if you look at it too, it's like Princess Diana also followed an unorthodox path whenever she divorced now. And whenever we look at, you know, with King Charles, when we look at the story, it's un- unorthodox as well. Because Princess Diana would have divorced then Prince Charles, indicating that there was always three of them because he was constantly having an affair with Camilla. Now, what's crazy is a year from that divorce, she would have died. Now, it's one of those situations that she was stripped from her royal status and she was living, trying to live normal as a royal. And I think that's a really dangerous combination because potentially if you don't have the security, you don't have the training to deal with these certain situations, stuff like this can happen. And I say it because probably the craziest thing, in my opinion, that happened is they switched cars and they went from an SUV to a civilian taxi driver in order to get rid of the paparazzi. And in my mind, I would be like, look, just stay in the car. Like, you know, obviously, you know, we don't need to run away from them because that's a really dangerous driving technique. And we can't be speeding in New York City. This is 57th Street. This isn't like, you know, out in the country. So I think that the media cloud is starting to almost mirror exactly what happened with Princess Diana. She left the family. The conflict. You know, we have Prince Harry almost drumming up the same situation. And I think, in my opinion, this this book obviously is good for him financially, but maybe their livelihood is really being affected a little bit more about the press core than what we're really seeing. And it's like if we look at the reason, one of the reasons why Princess Harry left is he was trying to protect Meghan the same way that he couldn't potentially protect his mom from the press and the paparazzi, indicating a lot of trauma. So is this one of these situations where as a result of doing the thing that he's trying to protect his family from is a result of the necessity of creating the likeness in the image, it's actually blowing up his famedom more? You know, I really think it's something to potentially weigh in on whenever you're doing these interviews, you're talking about leaving the royal family. And, you know, it's like Prince Harry now is taking on this real kind of tabloid persona. Not that he is, but, you know, whenever you see this stuff in the media, then even like people like me talking about it just as a as a podcaster and, and kind of analyzing it, it just seems like it's really dangerous ground. And, and, and if I was having the same type of money they were having with this book, I'd really invest in a very strong security detail team who could identify what to do, blackout curtains, blackout cars, you know, making sure people can't take pictures. And, you know, the fact that they're doing these kind of things and they're blocking their face, it's like it didn't look like they were really prepared for this kind of situation. And moving forward, hopefully they are because we don't want to see these kind of tragedies. And obviously, want them to live the, the most normal life they can live, but it's going to be interesting to really see if Princess Harry can live as a normal person. I thank you guys so much for listening. Please go follow me on Instagram at the Master of None Podcast, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.